Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU, and right now, what if? I'm Alex. What if? I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about the third episode of season one of What If. So if you haven't watched it, get out of here. Go watch it on Disney Plus. Then come back because we're going to spoil the heck out of it. But in case you're wondering what the multiversal madness of this episode is all about, you're basically getting Fury's big week classic comic book from Marvel Comics, but remixed Mm -hmm. to be Fury's worst week as the Avengers die one by one. And then we get a big twist at the end involving none other than Hank Pym is the person who's killed him, all because of one tiny change to the universe. So we're going to talk all about this. But first, I know we're going to have a little bit of a disagreement here. So just strap in there, folks. Buckle (laughs) up. Because I thought of the first three episodes... This was the best one. And Pete de- definitely disagrees. <laughs> it's the worst one. It's the worst. Really? You thought this was the worst one? Interesting. Well, let me let me try to explain both sides because I fall on one side um, as well. But I do think all episodes have been very good. Um, I think this episode felt like a, a, an issue of the comic book What If, where it's like a premise, um, sort of a dark uh, broken universe, and we follow that out to a uh, the natural end and get a, a little twist. Um, so this felt the most like direct, like directly like the comic, sort of like a Twilight Zone um, episode in a way. While uh, the other two felt like a, a totally different thing, but they were also good and felt they felt like superhero origins mm-hmm. um, than more than anything else to me. So all good, but this one feels the most. Um, native to the what if I think that is the reason I responded to it in particular. I think you nailed that is I like we talked about with the first two episodes, which I also really enjoyed, but I wanted them to take a little more chance, more chances with the universe and really wreck things a little bit. I have some quibbles. I have some issues with this episode. Oh no, Alex I has know. a bad case of the quibbles. I got, oh, you know, they're all over me, the quibbles, but I will say one change led to another big change, led to another big change. So it was this cascading domino effect that I, I've come to expect from a what if to type story. So I think there was that comfort level there of, oh, this is getting real dark, real fast. Things are getting very bad and going off in a very different direction. So that's what I liked about it. But uh, I did want to I want to hear from Pete. Why didn't you like it other than the fact that Chadwick Boseman wasn't in it? What okay. if we heard from first? Him? First off, let me, let me get this straight. First, we have the Peggy Carter's Captain America. Very empowering, Great. very moving, really special stuff. Shows you, like, regardless of who has powers, the love story that is Peggy and, you know, Cap is, you can't break it. It's amazing. So beautiful. 
Then we have Chadwick Boseman, Swan Song. So beautiful. And oh. It was so emotional. You come to me Sunday on the day of my Captain Carter's wedding. I didn't interrupt your parade of bullshit. All right. So, like, we have this amazing, like, if Black Panther was the Guardian of the Galaxy, was Star-Lord, the world would be, the galaxy, nay, the galaxy would be a better place. And that is so empowering and so moving and so emotional. And yeah, this I'm one glad we got to watch it. is just, hey, you get to watch everybody die. Why the fuck is this a good episode of television where it's like, hey, all those heroes you like, now you get to watch them die. Hey, what do you but like? It, the Hulk? He dies. Cool. Hey, what do you like? Uh, no, he dies. Go fuck well, yourself. I, this isn't fun. This is sad. I, I don't need a what if that's, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I really, I really think you, and I'm not saying this at all to be glib, I think you need to go back and read the What If comics, because I feel like you have this perspective on them, and maybe there are some that are positive, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe also I need to go back and read them, but the original What we If comics should. are, yes, we should read comics, uh, that's the big should. takeaway here, <laughs> is they're dark, that is yeah. what happens, is one change happens, and then the entire universe is ruined. So enough, anything, of your glib, enough of your glib quibbles. No more glib quibbles <laughs> from Alex. Glibbles! I call them glibbles! The trouble with the glib quibbles. Yes. Uh, the, I mean, yes, I think that's true, but I, I, Pete, I, I feel you. But what I think you liked about the first two is those are the universes you would prefer to live in. I don't even mean as a viewer of Marvel. I mean, as a human, I think you want to live in either of those I worlds. Do. I do. And you're in this world. And I, I, but I think the fun of what if, and I think what Alex is getting, is we see these worlds that we, are, we don't live in, that we are maybe at the end of hearing this story. We're like, so much happier. I live in the fun Avengers one. Um, so I, and I do think there's room for both. And that's what I like about this series is it's taking risks. Another thing I liked about this episode is I think this was the darkest episode uh, like that. It's also the funniest episode. I think mm-hmm. there were some great jokes in here throughout. Oh, no, dude, the felt- Thanos joke kills anything that happened. In I this cannot app. believe you're throwing your boy Coulson under the bus here because Coulson. Clark Gregg was great. So, so good in this episode. So, so good, funny. But- not funnier than the the Thanos uh, continuing Coulson's bit of password, genocide. And I wrote this down being hashtag Steve, 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 I heart Steve 704, which is July 4th, is very funny. Very funny. Um, and it was so weird at points. I was like, oh, I think Coulson's going to be the killer at the end of this. I the, the Coulson felt wildly mm-hmm. on it. He's like smelling hair. He's doing everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, real creepy. I thought for sure he was gonna be like, this guy's off the off the base here with the, yeah. the way he's acting. But um, I do like the way it made a hard turn into some continuity. I feel like we didn't see coming, um, which I think was fun. And uh, in general, it was just a nice uh, package of an episode. I I this is <coughs> excuse me my one glibble. By one glibble is the eventual reveal, which I really like that final fight in the cemetery. I thought that was super fun. The way Michael Douglas played it uh, was great. Just his unbelieving what it turns out to be Loki. Like, I think I, I assume you guys did, too. But you figure out pretty quickly it's Loki pretending to be. Nick Fury, but the way he yeah. just keeps smacking him down over and over again is very fun. I liked how it executed, but the fact that was the one thing that wasn't set up. Like if you don't know 
the entire MCU. If you don't know who Ant-Man is, if you don't know the continuity of Ant-Man, that reveal isn't quite as impactful necessarily. So you have to be an MCU head to understand it versus I think, honestly, the rest of the episode plays off of these moments, but works as its own really interesting murder mystery throughout. And that's why I 100% thought it was going to be Coulson at the end Mm -hmm. of it. And I I agree with you. It was sort of like, oh, yeah, Hope Van Dyne, right, uh, at the end, (laughs) Um, as opposed to um, something that felt like they have told that part of the story within the episode. Now, we can also talk about the thing that changed, because they really underplay that a lot. And this is purely a theory on my part. But they mention in the cemetery that Hope took the went to the Odessa mission. Now, the Odessa mission in the MCU is the one that Black Widow was on the first time that she encountered Winter Soldier, which she talks about in Captain America, the Winter Soldier. And on that mission, she got shot in the arm, found out that the Winter Soldier was a deadly guy, but managed to escape with her life. So my assumption is what happened was because Hope was recruited as an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., she went on that mission instead of Black Widow. And because she's not Black Widow, she died on that mission. The Winter Soldier killed her. And that's what set off this chain of events. Potentially. Yeah, that was uh, my guess as well. Okay, cool. There you go. Pete, was that your guess as well? (laughs) Yeah, I don't care. I I think it's one of those things where it's... (laughs) The, I, the problem I have with the, the what if is like, to me, the comic books like were, it was like the comic label was saying, what if we said yes to this crazy, crazy idea readers? And it was like they were big swings. But in in those swings, sometimes there were like really interesting choices with characters that are different from what we get to see. And I think that like. Uh, a little bit of what Justin is saying is like, this is cool because these things can exist. But the, the if the the point of this is saying, hey, at least we're not living in this shitty world. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's better ways to do that than to watch everybody die. Um, I, I think that like, I agree that creatively, I think it's cool that uh, the Marvel shows can push things and do things and be creative. But like, um, I don't know, man. I, it were there's so much you can do with these characters. I, 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 I don't want to see everybody die. Well, but what I like about, I, I hear that. What I like about this is it was told like as a classic sort of um, killer noir uh, type story. It was very much a genre story that we get here that we don't really get to see very much of in the MCU. Um, a lot of great references. We get to touch on a ton of uh, Marvel con- MCU continuity throughout. Like it had a lot of stuff in it. Like, and it, so it, Especially this is what if this is like, let's throw everything at the wall and just see what we end up with. Like, so I, it's definitely to your point, Pete, a little bit further afield from say most anything we'll ever talk about in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But this is the place for that. This is the only place that that can really exist. So to sum up, let's, let's get weird. (laughs) I, a couple of other things that I really liked about this episode. I thought this was a really good Black Widow. I know it wasn't Scarlett Johansson, but I thought she was treated well. The action with her was good. The subterfuge was good. This treated the character in an interesting way, and I like seeing her be very front and center here. I also like the little tweaks, like Frank Grillo's 
crossbones or pre crossbones, whatever the character is named, uh, showing up there as one of the guards. I thought that was super fun. Just to have those little continuity things as well. Uh, and the other thing that I think is worth talking about, which I thought was really fascinating, is they changed the Incredible Hulk. And I mean, not the character, but the movie, because they recast scenes from the movie The Incredible Hulk and used Mark Ruffalo instead of Edward Norton, which feels like part of this bigger reclamation project they have for the movie going on. You know, the abomination is showing up in Shang-Chi. Then he's showing up later on in She-Hulk. Here, they've gotten rid of what? (laughs) It was like a tongue twister. You're like, Shang-Chi-Hulk. She-Hulk. Yes. Uh, But also uh, here, taking this and bringing Mark Ruffalo into the scenes, I thought was obviously like a very specific choice. But given that we recently, relatively recently watched Incredible Hulk for the podcast, it was very interesting seeing Mark Ruffalo deliver those lines instead of Edward Norton. It's like if you were to make a mixtape for um, a partner and then you break up and then you meet someone new and you're like, Hey, I made you this mixtape. It's, it's uh, don't ask anyone else about the mixtape. I definitely made this for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit of like, like let's all forget about the past and just be like, this is our Hulk. This person, and I get it. Like, it, if they had Ed Norton in there, it'd be like, what? That would have been an even weirder choice. <laughs> yeah, would have. Rather been. than papering over um, the fact that Ed Norton was the Hulk in that movie. Uh, so yeah. I agree it's a little weird, but it's something we're meant to just um, delete from our brains. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't Liv Tyler or anything in the show, so it's not a big deal. Obviously, there are things they changed, but it is that exact scene from Incredible Hulk up until the point that the Hulk completely explodes, which I'll tell you, that was the one moment where I watched the previous two episodes with my kids, that was the moment where I was like, I don't know if they're going to want to see this. <laughs> Maybe well, I'll skip this episode. The whole episode is just like, hey, your hero falls over dead randomly. It's like, yeah. oh, God. Uh, <laughs> scary for the kids. I couldn't take that scene. Yeah, exactly. when we, was before we watched Infinity War, I had to just sit them down and be like, listen, kids, I just want you to know before we see Infinity War, Spider-Man dies. <laughs> oh, my God. You said that before they went in and he doesn't, you knew he wasn't dead. No, no, I knew he wasn't dead, but I explained the whole thing to him so that they wouldn't be traumatized. They wanted to know the entire plot beforehand because they were really scared about it. So I told them everything. And I was like, yes, Spider-Man dies. The actor died in real life. They turned him into dust. (laughs) It's a real thing that happens to people sometimes just with no warning whatsoever could happen to you as well. So anytime I snap my fingers, one of them could hit and you're all dust, kids. Um, Wow. So you spoil stuff for your own children. They want just like your human Twitter, Alex. Uh, yes, pretty much. Um, what uh, what else? What other moments jumped out at either of you in the episode? Pete, got anything marked down there on that pad, or were you so angry? Yeah, I mean, I wrote down events that happened, but I, 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 I was not having. I mean, the yes, the Colson bit was funny, but. It was just every time I started to take notes and then somebody died and it was sad and I stopped typing. So, yeah, I liked it when the credits <laughs> rolled. Wow. Wait, so wait, let me ask you, Pete, did you fully not like this episode or are you just saying compared to the others? It's it was No, yeah, I did not like this episode. Wow. Interesting. I'm curious how that will. If you I, I 
surprised that you're not as upset as I am. Like Hulk exploded. Like people died. You know, like when you wake up from a dream and something happens in that dream, are you like, ah, fuck dreams? <laughs> yeah. I'll never watch dreams again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because that's what that's what I feel like. These are these are ephemeral. These are something that you don't. It's just a, an interesting story. And the next episode is going to be something completely different. They're and you never have to worry. You never have to worry about this thing actually happening. I actually read an interview with the showrunner where he said, this is the main universe for the MCU from now on. Oh, man. That all of these changes are permanent. And all of these characters who died here are always going to be dead. And then there was a statement released actually by Marvel Comics, which they said, yes, we're doing the same thing in the comics as well. Hulk exploded and there are no more Hulks. This is just not fun. Yeah. There was a weird thing that they said uh, off screen, the Punisher died too. And he's never coming back. You're an asshole. And also, though they haven't brought the X-Men in, that's it for Wolverine. (laughs) (laughs) It's, I understand where you're coming from, Pete, but like, you have to understand that there's darkness sometimes in these universes, right? I guess, but why do we got to spend so much time like being like, uh, you know, there? Pete, it's not what happy, it's what if. <laughs> yeah. I also, we haven't really talked about him. I thought Tom Hiddleston was great as Loki in this episode. He had a lot of really He's, fun bits. Seems like wow. a Loki. Yeah. Well, this that's guy, a, this guy's got some Loki energy. I feel like this Tom guy is good at playing Loki. <laughs> he really captured the voice. I'm going to go voice. on record saying that. Yeah. Call me crazy. They should have a series or something. Wow, that guy mm-hmm. and that part. Whew. Yes. No, he was good. I lo- I love the bit of Fury's phone ringing and him asking him, are you going to get that? Uh, later on in the cemetery where they're talking and he says, I'm going to hang around for a bit. And then he gives the speech of the United Nations. All fun stuff. I know, again, I was just joking about this, but this is honestly a world that I would be interested to see what happens next in if they continue oh. to follow it and how it continues to fall apart. Yeah, because we have the reveal at the end that you got you got a Captain America, you got a Captain Marvel. This is a Captain's planet, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. Planet? It's a Captain's planet, oh, uh, and we'll see like Loki being a power Part- player here. I, I do think this could be a fun universe to live in. To your point, Alex, and even though I was going to bat for the fact that this is an episode that really changes everything, it still follows the structure of the phase one movies. Like it goes straight yeah. through them and it does drive down that idea that from the furious big week comic that it all takes place in a week. Like all of this, this entire, uh, all of these movies leading up to Avengers to the point where the final part of this episode is Loki invading earth, just like he does in Avengers, except this time, of course he's successful. That was one last little thing that really struck me that I feel like you never really get in the movies is the scale of the Asgardian army. Do you feel like that was accurate to the movies or did they just play it up a lot so that it worked here? Yeah. To me, it has felt like a whole different army situation. Um, So yeah, I, I don't know that that was the Loki. It was a change. Loki, I expected to come by himself and mess stuff up. And instead he just brought the gang. Yeah. Any other final notes on the episode that you wanted to call out, Justin? Any other moments? Um, I love the horror nature of it. It makes me think that maybe we'll get into some more genre-y things on the less 
specific um, what if episodes we have going forward. I'm, I think this pushed the series in a whole nother area. So I'm hoping we can jump around um, into more stuff, more parts of the universe, more premise based what ifs and not just like what if this person was in this place stuff like um what if the avengers uh happened on uh chitari or whatever like like we could get into like weirder places. <laughs> oh that's a good one <laughs> uh yeah well let's go to the vision board then and kind of look forward what we want to see potentially coming out of this episode or down the road i mean to that point justin we know they're doing marvel zombies which feels like Ooh, there's going to be wait. Pete's least favorite episode if you're not going to like dark things. Yeah. Pete, you, Pete would you be looking forward to that? I think that's such a fun – I can't wait to see if they're just going to take the comic and really put it on screen or they're going to get even uh, more creative with it. Well, that will be interesting to see what kind of choices they make with the comic versus this. But, uh, Which yeah, characters I mean, Marvel, will they focus on? Marvel Zombies is fun. Or at least the one I read was. You, you sound so defeated right now. Yeah, well, I am. It's <laughs> this I, is the know. vision board. This is a hopeful okay. look forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess looking forward, I hope they say, "Okay, we did that episode. We'll never do that again, and we can try other ideas." Well, the other one that I'll call out as we're talking about darker episodes of the show, I don't really know anything about the plot here, but apparently the Doctor Strange one that's coming up, which I believe maybe is the sixth episode or something like that. I'm not 100% sure. Apparently everybody involved called it out as the darkest, saddest episode of the entire run. Just there's something about doctor, some little change with Dr. Strange. And I have no idea what it is, but some little change with Dr. Strange that potentially ends up with him fighting himself for some uh-huh. sort of control of the multiverse, it may actually lead into multiverse of madness in some way. Whoa. But I'm very interested to see what happens to that one. And to your point, Justin, I want to see them push it emotionally. Yes, the first two were yeah. really hopeful and really fun, and I think we can come back to that and have other fun episodes. But like you're saying, let's play different modes. Let's have one that just drills into the character of Doctor Strange and makes instead it of Doctor Strange, he could be Doctor Normal. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, and he's just great. like just doctor? the bleak, the bleak appointments of a podiatrist, and he downtown. hurts his hands and can't do surgery anymore, and he never gets magic, and he just has a bad life. <laughs> what if Doctor Strange's life was bad? Oh. Wow, that's basically what the premise of <laughs> what if in general. <laughs> there you go. What if this was bad? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What if the Avengers were Chitari or something? Well, Mr. Zalvin, we've heard your pitch, and um, thanks. That's really good. We'll yeah. call you if we need uh, a writer for this new series. Thank you. I'll be looking forward to your call, Justin Tyler, <laughs> editor of Marvel Comics. All right, I think that's a good place to wrap this up. If you'd like to support our podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about What If. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Marvel Vision Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, stay marvelous. What if? How if? Who, what, where, when, why, whiff? Ha, ha, ha.